0: Ben Grosscup is a singer-songwriter activist who has served as executive director of the People's Music Network for Songs of Freedom and Struggle since 2013. The People's Music Network is over 45 years old. It has its roots in late 1970s gatherings of singers and songwriters who were also activists in such causes as the Civil Rights Freedom Struggle, the Anti-Nuclear Movement, the Women's Movement and the Peace Movement. Its legacy goes back farther than that, I would say, to the people's songs movement that Pete Seeger and other or others organized in the late 1940s, and to Broadside, the small newsletter that introduced many now well-known musicians to the world back in the early 60s. Ben Grosscup, welcome to the Radical Songbook podcast.
1: Michael, thank you so much for having me.
0: So let's just get right into this. I think a lot of my listeners will be unfamiliar with the People's Music Network. Um, so could you just start out by just talking to us a bit about what the purpose of the network is and and just sort of what your goals are in the network?
1: Well, you know, like you said, we, we've been around since the late 70s and throughout this entire period of history, the People's Music Network has been developing a community of politically committed activist artists who are using our music for peace and social justice. So the real purpose of the organization is to sustain and grow this diverse community of artists because we learn so much from each other, we gain so much from fellowship and from um comradeship with one another and uh, we learn new songs we learn new skills life is richer when we when we see one another's uh capacity for 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 um you know putting putting beauty into this uh this ugly world we live in
0: yeah i would totally agree finding new music has just been a, a for me on this podcast in particular are so many new artists that i've that i should have known about i have to say but i didn't and and uh it's really been a revelation for me, thanks to some good friends like Elise Bryant over at the Labor Heritage Foundation. Um, so, so who are so the members are largely musicians, singer-songwriters, and activists, but not exclusively, right?
1: Yeah, I'm also choir people. Uh, people who have joined activist choirs, people who um, are, you know, radio uh, folk DJs. I mean, people like yourself, you know, who who see in this tradition um, this this power to, um, to, to 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 move people into action through 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 music. Um, and you know, I think I think some of our our more prominent members tend to be, uh, I mean, the kind of mem- people like Charlie King and Bev Grant, and you know, Ann Feeney who passed away, um, and and um, you know, from from other generations, you know, Fred Small. I mean, the, all these wonderful artists who. Uh, um, we we love because the way that their own songwriting has um, changed our own outlooks, our own horizons of what freedom can look like. So so there is a special place in the People's Music Network for 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 songwriting and for um, songwriters. But I do think that the mission of the organization is more broadly about how the craft of music as a tool for social change can actually
0: work in 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 in, in movements. And I think it's pretty safe to say since. Well, it's always been the case that music has, has played an integral role in, in social justice movements, but certainly since twenty sixteen, since the election of Donald Trump, I have seen just this an explosion of of music, of singer, songwriters, folks who weren't necessarily activists or hadn't been for some time producing music that one would say was had social justice content returning to it. And so and a lot of them are really are way younger than than either you or I, which is really um, more than encouraging. I mean, it's really extraordinary. And are are you able to bring folks like that, the newer the newer artists into uh, the people's music network? It is a top priority for us, you know, I think with a lot of
1: organizations, especially ones that kind of grew up in the 1970s like like the people's music network there there was you know in that moment in American history I think you know you had the back to the land movement going on you had sort of the aftermath of the 1960s generation and people were trying to you know create um create a life for themselves you know as young people uh create alternative cultural spaces and so forth and that particular generational cohort grew up and then and then got got to be older right and and so what what we've been doing at the People's Music Network is sort of like recognizing the strength of our elder generation. You know, there I think that that we have people in the People's Music Network that have been with us since the beginning who really embody this sense of collectivity and this sense of um, volunteerism and generosity. That the community needs people who are willing to to step forward and really offer their skills because that's it's important that people have skills. You know. But then the other thing is like how does how does a, a group like that, that that comes out of a particular generational cohort also be able to sort of decenter its own cultural biases? When we have spoken word poetry, when we have hip-hop artists who maybe were not around in the, the particular cultural milieu that the People's Music Network grew out of in the nineteen seventies, but are making music that speaks to the times, that that speaks to the the issues of of the society we're living in now from a different point of view the people's music network today is actively embracing a new generation of of artists and trying to offer something as well and the thing that we're offering is 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 a space of community we've even been able to figure that out online
0: it looks to me like you you've you've managed to develop a steering committee that includes People like Charlie King that you mentioned, you know, people that have been doing this work for fifty, sixty years, and some a younger people from a younger generation of, of uh, singer songwriters as well. The diversity issues, the diversity, inclusion, and equity issues are are always challenging for nonprofit organizations uh, in a predominantly white society. It's always a struggle to try and do that, but it looks to me like you uh the people's music network is really working on the issue just to to clarify the term here I mean I think that we we, we, we have predominantly
1: white institutions um we have and, and and in some ways historically people's music network is one of those institutions. everybody has their cultural biases the people's music network envisions itself and has envisioned itself really since the beginning as, as being kind of what Martin Luther King talked about as the beloved community, you know, the, the, the space where, um, people come together, you know, across their, their differences or whatever. I just feel it's just about talking to people. It's just about caring about who, who people are. There's really no mystery to it. It's just sort of like being open to, to, um, to the uniqueness of the other human being who's over there. I've just seen a lot of power and a lot of creativity unleashed within the People's Music Network when people are willing to have that conversation. And uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I guess it it gets a little tricky because, you know, you might be coming from your own biases or whatever that blind you as a, as a, as a human being. And you know, then then you have to um, then you have to work through that. And sometimes that can be challenging. Sometimes one needs to be challenged as they're as they're taking that on. But yeah, no, I mean. We have a world to win here. We have um, a wealth of cultural production. If we just reach out and touch it and give a space for it to be able to be seen.
0: I've taken a look at your website, the People's Music Network website. Remind people what that is again.
1: Yeah, we're at www.peoplesmusic.org
0: yeah and listeners if you want to learn more about the organization and and get a sense of of where it's going in terms of who the leadership is today and the steering committee in addition to Ben as the uh, executive director and some of the other issues that we've been talking about and it's also a great place to go to um find out what the people's music network is actually doing and you you have a whole list there of events and I guess I would call them events and kind of actions Uh, that that you're organizing that you have organized and i assume that some of your members are organizing as well can you let people know what 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 do you have coming up
1: well um just last night we did a a big birthday bash for our friend bev grant um longtime member of the people's music network it was her 80th birthday i'm talking to you uh, michael on march 21st 2022 but uh last night was a great a great party you know and and you mentioned how how we operate you know yeah, I, I play a role in, in organizing a lot of the events. But the thing is, is that the People's Music Network, the strength of the network really is in the inspired collective action that can take place when a group of people comes together and says, we have a reason to do something here. Um, we we haven't um, announced it uh, yet on the website, but we have plans coming uh, in, in, into place actually to recognize an incredible songwriter from the UK named Leon Rosselson. Uh, featuring um, uh, songs written by Leon Rosselson by a number of people who, who love uh, those songs and, um, and who love Leon. So uh, we're really excited. That's going to be coming up on May 22nd. And uh, information is coming out about that soon. The People's Music Network regularly runs um, song and poetry swaps. And this is a space where all members of the People's Music Network, and by the way, our membership has grown quite a lot during the pandemic, it's like tripled in size, and so we have pe- members from, from all over the United States and all over the world who come together on a regular basis to share whatever is important to them to share under the theme of Songs of Freedom and Struggle, which is the name of, you know, part of the name of our organization. Um and uh, and and we we do those on a regular basis so that there's some kind of ongoing regular ability for the community to reconvene to get to know each other, and um, we're also doing some focus outreach right now to um, uh, kind of help disrupt the the dynamic that happens when like we talked about earlier, like a predominantly white group sort of like produces reproduces its predominant whiteness. We can disrupt that by really um, uh, taking a special effort at encouraging artists of color in our network to really uh participate in in the cultural exchange that um that we're hosting and we're we're, we're uh we're working on that as well
0: if people go to the website there you have a, a calendar you have a listing of of these events that people can uh anybody can tune into is that correct
1: that's right yeah we will typically we live stream the um the the song sharing uh events um and then songs of the spirit is a little more of a um it's a little more of a spiritual practice in a way um you know spiritual practice of a kind through through singing there's a particular religion to it and there's no you know it's but but it is what what kind of um hmm, spiritual communication can be carried through a song usually people choose a simple song and um and Try to, you know, we have a a tradition with Songs of the Spirit that is hundreds of people cramped closely together singing with gusto. Um, Obviously, that we haven't done this type of thing uh, for a while since January 2020. I think it was the last time we did it in person, but um, we have. Converted that tradition from a from a rich um, in person uh, analog, if you will, tradition to one that actually works um, uh, in some, some surprising ways online, and
0: that's that's being offered now as a regular monthly activity. And if if people join, of course, if people become members of the People's Music Network, then they have access to. Pretty much everything that you're involved with, and some, in at least information right. about it. And and what is it? Um, are there dues to yeah, for joining?
1: Yeah. Since the pandemic, the, the way our organization has funded itself has completely changed. It used to be that we would um, mostly rely on registration fees for our in-person gatherings, and um, we are going to be going back to in-person gatherings at some point. Um, and looking forward to announce plans about that. We haven't made it there yet. But what's what's we we have actually been um supporting the organization through membership dues, which um we haven't changed the membership due structure. We just added more members. So it's sliding scale. Uh, the standard is 40, you know, low income rate is 25. That's for a whole year, you know. And then people pay often at the solidarity rate too to help support um you know, members who who aren't able to 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 contribute as much. Um and and that that rate is like 75. And and you know, so that means like you have access to all these different events that we're doing as a community throughout the entire year and uh, you know so 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 we definitely uh, are very excited to to welcome new members in um, and uh, you know there's also um, big convergence events that we do as well um, for the future we're looking at the kind of ways we can maintain and develop some of our traditions as an organization through like hybrid events um what we've been doing since the pandemic is kind of converting our in-person three-day gatherings into three-day zoom gatherings and uh those have been very successful as well because we've been able to to reach people in parts of the world that we weren't able to before um so we have some interesting questions to look at in terms of how we continue our mission of supporting and sustaining this community um, whilst some of our options for um, in-person gatherings may be
0: opening up. Yeah, I would just say to our listeners that if you're interested in what we're talking about here in terms of people's music, in terms of of songs of social significance and social justice, I joined and I, I've just... I'm getting a a lot. I'm learning a lot about the organization and learning a lot about some just some great events that that you and that the members of of the People's Songs Music Network uh, have put together. And I really appreciate that. And again, the website it's www.peoplesmusic.org. I always like to ask my guests if there's anything that I didn't ask you that I should have. Is there anything um, more that you want to let our listeners know uh, about the People's Music Network?
1: Well, I think one thing for, for me that has been really fascinating about the last two years was um, navigating kind of um, a new way of thinking about networking. Uh, within within the organization because you know we we call ourselves the people's music network for the for the longest time and there were there were times over the 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 last you know say I got involved with people's music network my first time in 2005 so coming on like 20 years uh, soon about 18 so far of my life that I've actually been involved with PMN Um, and you know it w- you know those those in- person gatherings definitely were networking tools, but the fact was is that you know our organization's actual activities were kind of confined to the northeast United States. so even what was imaginable as a a scope for for the network was kind of also limited by the 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 type you know how far flung we would actually go. You know, in terms of like which cities we would choose for for a gathering. Usually, we were in like New York, Boston, Western Massachusetts, Albany. You know, places like that, uh, Connecticut, um, and and so I think that what has emerged um, is is actually kind of a new basis for for networking. I mean, our steering committee is is starting to have some really interesting conversations about reopening. I mean, like what can it look like if we take you know the Zoom events that we've been doing that have been sort of in a sense like without any geographical center whatsoever, just sort of like, you know, an open song swap. But what if we started taking that idea and sort of making it geographically specific? So, okay, we got, you know, um, the New York city area, people's music network, they're still meeting on zoom. Now they're talking with each other and now they're starting to share ideas and resources and suggestions about how to build a stronger, um, musical, Arm of the movement in like the New York City? And, and who, how could that show up in terms of like actual music at demonstrations that happen there? Or, you know, in California, we have members over there. So like what ideas are they going to come up with when they start talking with each other about networking as politically engaged artists who are doing work in a specific local area? So, the, you know, these are some of the possibilities that, that are um, emerging. I'm glad we have the the word network in the name of our organization because we're not the People's Music Network, you know, central committee. We're, we're, we're the network. Like people are, um, people join and when they join, they actually change what the network is because they're bringing something new to the, they're bringing their own selves to the table. And and now they're part of the conversation about what, what makes people's music rather than there being some kind of central
0: committee that tells you the answer in advance. Here in central Oregon, we have a lot of, a lot of musicians, a lot of organ, uh, folks that have um, that, that are out there and that are, you know, are are performing at rallies and stuff. And I think it's really important what you just talked about that that part of part of the 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 reason for the People's Music Network and from its very beginning has been to produce music that is played at rallies, that is played at, at demonstrations, that is played at on picket lines and things that is that is part of. Uh, an integral part of the mov- movement.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, anything else, Ben?
1: Thank you so much for having me on your show, Michael. I've really enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, Ben Grosscup, Executive Director of the People's Music Network. I really appreciate you taking the time here uh, and turning me on to a new way of uh, doing um, my my recorded broadcast, so uh, we'll see <laughs> yeah. how we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, we had a whole conversation about using Zoom for uh, for 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 uh, for recorded broadcasts because that's a little, one of the other things I do a lot is kind of helping members um, get 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 their technical setup so that they can be heard ideally, you know, with the best audio quality we can get uh, for whatever their equipment uh, capacity is when they perform online. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, I, I appreciate it very very much. All right. Very Take care, Ben. Thank you. As I said at the beginning of my conversation with Ben Grosscup, he is a singer and songwriter, in addition to being executive director of the People's Music Network. Here are two songs recorded by Ben the first, a reworking of Phil Oakes' great Love Me, I'm a Liberal, and the second, Ben's own song, We Say NATO's Got to Go. And please, Watch the YouTube below this conversation on the talk page of the Radical Songbook. Ben Grosscup and Dilson Hernandez offer a stirring performance called No More Sacrifice Zones. I mourn
1: the Tiananmen martyrs whose protests were brutally quelled. And I cheered when Mandela walked freely After so many years in a cell But Mr. Assange can rot in prison Those secrets were not his to tell So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal attend diversity trainings and i leave feeling so reassured i love oprah and magic and foreman it's great to see blacks become entrepreneurs but don't go and join a new party that's not the way to be heard love me i'm a liberal i cheered when obama was chosen my faith in the system restored and i'll never forgive ralph nader for the election he stole from al gore and my neighborhood welcomes all races of people with high credit scores so love me love me love me i'm a liberal voters need more education to achieve democracy's aims our enemies spread memes in their news feeds sowing division and national shame But if you want socialized health care You really must be insane So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal I listen to all things considered I'd consider anyone's views watch Colbert and Maddow. I use irony in everything I do. But when time came to take out Gaddafi, there was no one more red, white, and blue. So love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. I vote for the Democratic Party They're strengthening NATO command I support Bono's benefit concerts And buy whatever's endorsed by his brand We're gonna make poverty history I'm on Facebook taking a stand So love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Sure, once I was young and impulsive. I wore every conceivable pin. I fought for a socialist future, which I actually thought we might win. Ah, but I've grown older and wiser. And that's why I'm turning you in. So love me, love me, love me, I'm a liberal. the fractured Libyan shore. The bureaucrats of NATO feed the hungry gods of war. They say that we're in danger. That's why we need more arms. But the threat of climate chaos doesn't seem to raise alarm. We say NATO's got to go, got to go got to go. We say NATO's got to go so the people can live in peace. From the USA to Poland, from Ukraine to Brazil, NATO sells the weapons and the people pay the bill. We can't good housing or the right to good health care we can't afford clean water because the military left us bare we say NATO's got to go got to go got to go we say NATO's got to go so the people can live in peace rules by violence by bribes and threats and fear but there's cracks in the foundation and NATO's end is near. Remember what happened at Jericho the trumpets began to sound Joshua commanded the people to shout and the walls came tumbling down. We say NATO's got to go got to go got to go we say NATO's got to go so the people can live in peace we say NATO's got to go got to go got to go we say NATO's got to go so the people